And welcome back to The Constitutionals, episode 256. I'm your host, Chad White. This is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I'm doing a little bit of friggin' maintenance on my notes here. Uh, this is why I hate doing things on uh, the... When I, whenever I have to edit something on the iPad using on uh, Notation, is that what it's called? It always messes up when I try to paste a link. This is ridiculous. It just it just linked to things inside of no, no, Notion. Notion, that's what it's called. Inside of Notion, I'm pissed. I just had to Google a bunch of stuff. All right. Okay, welcome back. We're back to the show. Uh, if you, you may notice, I am recording in the same shirt. I just recorded three episodes of a podcast today, so... Or of podcasts, not a podcast. I refuse to change a shirt. <laughs> and in fact, I'm going to take off one more button, baby. Yeah. If you're watching the video, you got almost a glimpse at my nips. <laughs> and that is the title of the show, A Glance at My Nips. Uh, okay, let's start the show. Well, what's been going on? What's been going on? Um, I started watching the last season of The Flash. It has been airing for about three weeks now, and I am about four weeks behind on show. So I've I started watching it. It's uh, it's man. I just you know when you've been with when you've been with the series for so long, and not just Flash. I'm talking about the Arrowverse as a whole, and and they let you down consistently. <laughs> the last like. Five years of this show has just not been good. It's been on for nine years. And the last like five years of this show has been just been a wave of up and down. And similarly, the same thing could be said about Arrow, the last couple of seasons of that show. And uh, even though, and like, hey, man, I like the people in the show. It's just that uh, Warner gave them nothing to work with. And, and the, the, the Warner gave the writers and creators nothing to work with. And they've had to deal with literal scraps uh, to and 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 then the, when you take in the idea of doing 22 episodes per season, every and then everybody basically hates their job and, and people want to leave all the actors at least because they have to go up to Vancouver and stay there for six to eight months out of the year. I, I mean, and then Candace Patton had to deal with racist racism on set and and passive ag- aggressiveness from uh, not not from other actors but from uh, uh, some. Uh, big names it's just it's just ridiculous it makes you guilty for watching it you're sitting there going oh god Ugh. you know whatever so i started watching that and then uh what else did i watch any movies this week i don't think so every day every day for like the past eight months or for the past six months i've been going i should rewatch in the heights again <laughs> and i have yet to do so when's the last time i seen that movie i own it Last time I've seen it probably was definitely before fall. But I listened to the music a lot. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It definitely might be one of my favorite movies. Up there, Les Mis is definitely one of my favorite musicals. That's it. Les Mis is my favorite musical. In the Heights is up there. Uh, Rent. It's not good, but it is the first one I've ever seen. The first musical proper. What's my favorite movie? <laughs> I don't know. I just talked myself out of uh, In the Heights being one of well, In the Heights is one of my favorite movies. But uh, is lame is I want to button up this shirt. It's it's getting it's getting strange, but not me. <laughs> it's getting strange. 
I'm not getting strange. If if you're a if you're a real Susio person, you understood that. What else is going on? Um, uh, this week, I when I was doing my uh, my workouts, I go to the gym, and then I also have I do Peloton stuff. As you, you can see, the bike back there behind that chair, hitting in the shadows, hitting in the shadows, and I uh, I decided Tuesday to start doing women's only classes, like to like not women's only, but like to only have women instructors, uh, which was a bad choice because <laughs> uh, the because some of them some of them they all would talk about mental health and things and. Uh, that's not re- that's not relegated to just women. It is, I can name a ton of guys who always do that mental health stuff. And I'm, I'm like, guys, we're sprinting, like today, I was running. Robin Arzon started talking about, uh, uh, while we were at a f- like a full progressive run, uh, who who's gonna tell your story and just stuff like that. And I just had to I had to turn down the thing. I was like, all right, well, let me just turn this down. Not feeling that. I just want to run. I just want to run. I just want to run. I was going to do an I Want to Rock parody, but I didn't feel like going through with it. Okay. Let's get on with the topic, the shows. I only have four things to talk about today. My fingers are so long. A.O. <laughs> Scott is leaving the New York Times film critic section. He's going to be done reviewing films. He's been doing it since 1999. He's published 2,293 film reviews. He's watched essentially at, at his peak, at his peak of reviewing movies, one movie a day, little less than one movie a day. I, I read through this and it's just astounding. I like A.O. Scott. He's, I, I'm not a huge, again, I've, I'm, at, I'm at a point where I'm kind of done with criticism as a whole because I think and I understand that people need to get paid A.O. Scott is uh, you know he's not one of the not one of the bad ones uh, you know and then also I think fans are stupid and and he says something in this piece that that really speaks to what I'm feeling about that situation um, but uh, and like and again there are a ton of critics I, I, I enjoy and I want to see what they have to say about the situations, uh, about things that they review, music, movies, games, all that stuff. Because uh, I, I do think that's an important part of the zeitgeist. However, I do think that people take this way too seriously, and not the writers. I'm talking about the, the people who read it. And they'll just attack an entire publication. Uh, if, you re- if you watch IGN reviews, uh, this is and this is something that really pisses me off. Uh, the, the YouTube extension, uh, slash Firefox extension, slash... Uh, Microsoft Edge extension, uh, YouTube comments, hide YouTube comments, was found to have malware. And so now it's gone. It says it has malware. It's the extension, and it's gone. And so now I don't have a way to hide YouTube comments consistently unless I use uBlock and I have to, you know, whatever. I have to click on the thing, and it's the whole thing. Uh, I hate comments and I hate seeing people do anything but if I but if I have I also have YouTube premium so on my iPad or my phone if I watch a YouTube video or YouTube review of a game people always say oh IGN always giving out seven or eights I don't it doesn't their IGN is not sitting together like the entire company is not sitting together and going this game's going to get a seven this game's going to get an eight this game's going to get a ten this game's going to get a six and then if people dis- disagree with what what you have to say 
it's just it just gets violent. I just think people are stupid. Anyway, A.O. Scott's leaving, and he gave his own exit interview, which was uh, a funny thing to do. He talks about how he was pleased with the first couple of Spider-Man pictures, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Uh, he even liked Revenge of the Sith, but then he says, but I'm not, a f- I'm, I'm not a fan of modern fandom. This isn't only because I've been swarmed by, on Twitter by angry devotees of Marvel and DC and more recently, Top Gun Maverick and everything everywhere all at once. It's more that the behavior of these social media hordes represents an anti-democratic, anti-intellectual mindset that is harmful to the cause of art and antithetical to the spirit of movies. I love those those sentences. I love I love those ideas because you when fans fandom is has ruined everything. Either this is this is what I, I speak speak to uh, when about the internet in general. But either you love something and it's the greatest thing in the world, or you hate something and it's the worst thing in the world. There's no middle ground, and even if there's a middle ground, is hey, it's okay, but it also sucks and it's the worst. And also, I love it; it's the greatest. I uh, it, it, like it's it's so funny because you know places like uh, Reddit, uh, 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 the uh, what other places. Um, yeah, places like Reddit are supposed to be. I can't think of a. I can't think of another example. Are supposed to be bastions for discussion, but when it comes down to it, it's Xbox versus PlayStation. It's uh, Marvel versus DC. You can't enjoy things anymore. I might still be a. I might still enjoy superhero movies if I if it, it if it didn't come to oh, but the, the, this company can't do better than this company anymore. It's just become so. Uh, hate filled and, 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 and angry and, and nobody, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with all that and have to, and, and have to hear some, some fat atheist, uh, uh, Rick and Morty watcher talk about why he likes Ant-Man. Fan culture, AO continues, is rooted in conformity, obedience, group identity, and mob behavior. And it's uh, rise mirrors and models the spread of intolerant, authoritarian, aggressive tendencies in our politics and our communal life. Yes. Just that one thing alone is why I put this on the constitutionals this week, the docket. I just, I, that really, I really agree to that. That really, it speaks to me. Like if, if if somebody criticizes Beyonce or Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift, their or Nicki Minaj, their fandoms should not come after somebody and like cause them to have to delete their their Twitter or have to uh, uh, change their phone number because you're mad at them. And it spans like like this type of stupidity and aggressive nature. And, and you know, and the worst part is, like, these are the same people that'd be like, oh, "My mental health, my mental health, my oh, it hurts." Those are the same people who would pull that that card if you came right back at them. Anyway, these these uh, these aggressive ideologies. I mean, it's it's against what it's against what Taylor and Ariana and I don't know about Nikki and Beyonce teach about and against what Marvel and DC and Star Wars 
and the, and the rest of things that people and Stranger Things and the rest of the things that people love. Like like, you think those characters would go out? You think uh, Superman would go out and go on on Reddit and write a a, a ten page thesis about? Uh, why there shouldn't be uh, uh, it doesn't matter if there's people of color in a Marvel movie or not or something I don't know I don't know so much anger A.O. Scott is a fantastic reviewer he says when he started something like 400 films a year opened in Manhattan theaters by the mid uh, 2010s uh, it was about it was closer to a thousand and then the expansion of streaming and on demand has made things almost impossible to uh, to calculate how many the, uh, features have come out some days he would start his day at 10 a.m. and then watch multiple movies and be done by 10 p.m. Ranging from art house movies up to the big blockbusters. He watches conservatively, he guesstimates about 300 a year. 7,000 maybe total since uh, his uh, review of My Dog Skip. In 1999, I believe. You get an insight into how they dole out reviews. And it's more or less what you think. It's it's between him and Manola. And they just go, do you want this? Do you want this? Or, hey, can I take this? I'll take this. Or how about rock, paper, scissors? Stuff like that. I'll turn off the... If you heard a click, it's because I leave the... Uh, I, have, I have things plugged into the Zoom H6. Whichever the iPad, that's the one, that's one of the things, and uh, and it clicks if I leave on the microphone without it playing anything, or leave on the channel without it playing anything. Uh, he talks about how uh, he's he re- some movies he regrets saying were good, some movies he regrets saying were bad, uh, some movies that he just never liked, like the Avengers. He doesn't like the Hangover. He thinks Love Actually is a bad movie, and I think Love Actually is a bad movie. I tried watching it. I turned it off. I said, I can't do this. And then he put his life at the movies in five reviews, including, is this the movie that I'm thinking about? Seven pounds. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Seven pounds. uh, Starring Will Smith, The Gleaners and I, The Wolf of Wall Street, Moonlight, and Joker. And let me tell you, it looks like Seven Pounds and Joker are on there for... uh, uh, reasons that you think they're on there for that he does not like them and I'm just looking at the taglines for these reviews and boy oh boy okay uh, yeah he's, yeah, he, I'm reading I just read one sentence from uh, seven pounds and he does not like it anyway A.O. Scott goodbye he's, apparently he's going to go to the book review section See how long that lasts for. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. It was kind of mean. Next up, the Hollywood Reporter, Rick Porter. Tubi joins Nielsen platform rankings, overtakes Pluto TV. This is important. There have been, there have been, uh, the streamers have been trying to, and, and broadcast networks and cablers have been trying to find a way to count better for uh, the ratings, which is great for whether or not they continue with shows. And it's great for advertisers. It's not so good for audiences. Because sometimes I'll see a show's not doing well and then I'll go, I should start watching it. <laughs> just to boot, because I haven't had a chance to. Just to boost it up. 
really, I mean, what, what it comes down to is if you like a show, you have to watch it all like all the time, like consistently watch it. You have to watch it day of within that three days, within that first week. And then you have to talk about it constantly. That's how it was when I was at um, uh, Warner. Uh, one of the big things was, you know, you have to like if you wanted Young Justice to survive, and the creator of Young Justice has said the same thing too. If you wanted that show to survive, you would have had. I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. <laughs> you would have had to have uh, content. You you watch it over and over and over again. Like literally, just put it on a loop. That way, the high the higher ups who don't watch those shows would have been like, oh, well that show's doing pretty well. Let's keep it going. Tubi is owned by Fox. It's the free streaming platform that has a bunch of crap on it. And uh, truly, it's got a bunch of crap. I don't even know if it streams in 1080p. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> uh, Tubi captured 1% of all TV use in February, moving ahead of Paramount Global's Pluto TV, which is at 0.7%. They, so, so streamers have been trying to find a way to really gauge numbers. And they've been trying to move away from Nielsen, Nielsen's rating system. Uh, but until, until a real tool is introduced, we've got Nielsen which is something that's been used for decades. Nielsen also tweaked the methodology methodology for the gauge so that the cable and broadcast viewing that happens on platforms like YouTube TV and Hulu with live TV isn't counted twice. In prior monthly rankings, the ratings service attributed viewing of broadcast or cable outlets on so-called VMVPD services uh, as counting toward the shares of both broadcast or cable and streaming services. Uh, starting with February's ranking, such viewing only be counted towards broadcast or cable. Yeah, why was it counting as streaming? It's not like I mean, yeah, I can I can access HBO Max on there or Paramount Plus, I don't know what I'm but it's it's not like that should really count. Oh, also, my allergies are just in full swing. I took a pill. I take I take a I take the strongest pill that there is, and it is not it's not working this year. I need a uh, neti pot. Okay. Uh, in terms of platforms, we've seen a rise in 34.3% uh, of uh, streaming on TV use. Cable has is a 30, excuse me, not a rise of 34.3. It's just the entire, this is the entirety of it. Streaming is 34.3% of TV use. Cable is 30.2%. Broadcast is 23.8%. And other is 11.3%. Seven. What is other? I wonder what other is. Oh, other. Okay, here we go. Tubi is. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So it looks here. So Tubi is the ninth streaming service to break the 1% threshold for TV use and thus be broken out of the other streaming pile. I'm guessing other is like YouTube. Okay. Oh, no, it's not. YouTube is even is above everybody. When it comes to streaming services, YouTube, not YouTube TV, just YouTube itself, is at 7.9%. This is in terms of usage. Uh, Netflix is 7.3%. Hulu is 3.3%. Prime Video is 3%. Disney Plus is 1.8%. HBO Max is 1.3%. Tubi and Peacock are tied at 1%. Pluto TV is at 0.7%. And others are six point eight percent. I'm guessing other includes stuff like I'm now going to I'm going to go over to, huh? Because I don't see Paramount Plus on there. I don't see oh, Prime Video is on there. 
uh, Paramount Plus. I, I mean, Voodoo maybe like stuff like Voodoo, where it has it has your movies that you own, but also free streaming stuff. And I guess movies anywhere, Google TV, things like things of that nature. That's that's the only guess I could have. But it's very important to see these things rise because uh, that's that's where the advertisers are going to go. Because now they're going to see an advertise. Fox can go during uh, not sweeps. Um, the thing that happens in in this in the fall and in spring. What's it called? Where they go out and do ads? Oh my god! I've done news time on this twice. I think where they go out and sell ads. Anyway, they go out and do that. They can go out and say, hey, advertisers, or buy, yeah, sell ads. Sell. Hey, advertisers, this is what we can do. This is what Tubi has on lock. Do you, like, we have these many people. Do you have these many people watching? They're watching Monsters vs. Aliens with commercials. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword with commercials. I don't even know what's on Tubi right now. I do have a list over there. Of things I want to watch, but I don't want to. Uh, Jesus Christ! I think if Tubi, if they if they get like I'm looking at the things that they have, like movies called "I Got the Hookup Two, and "Secrets and Lies" and "Ma's House," all they have to do is give me twenty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, and I will make thirty five and ticking. These are things that just look so cheaply made. I will give them, if they give me $100,000, I will give them the greatest show or movie that they could ask for. If it's a show, they have to give me $500,000. If it's a movie, $500,000. Like, there's a movie called School Dance. And, uh... Uh, let's see. And then they like they, they have all these things, and then they have like all these crappy things. McGraw Avenue, Murda Payne is starring in this. And then they have all these things, and then they have them mixed together with movies like The Power Rangers remake and Rush Hour and White Men Can't Jump and uh, Jason Statham movies and Proud Mary. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Hey, let's keep on with the streaming track. Disney Plus users. Well, you know, so, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me do the story first. YouTube has raised the price of YouTube TV by eight dollars, from sixty four ninety nine to seventy two ninety nine. Nine dollars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad at math. By eight dollars, um, they also lowered the price of their four K plus add on to ten dollars per month. Uh, which is something I would not buy in the first place. I'm not gonna. And it, it, it was twenty dollars before, but I'm not buying that regardless. It's the first price increase in three years since Viacom joined, I believe, because they rose it by fifteen for them, I think. And it, it it firmly puts them at the same territory as Hulu with live TV. Now Hulu with live TV is without ads. I saw on CNBC this morning. Uh, some analysts said it was $70. No, that's with ads. Hulu with Live TV without ads, which is the one I think most people will go to with a discrepancy of $6, is going to is $76. Uh, whereas YouTube TV is 73 and they and um, they said it was due to rising content costs. Uh, 
they, I, I believe that if, if questioned about this, Google would defend this decision by saying, hey, prices are going up to keep the channels that you love and we can't keep losing channels. Uh, with that being said, they need to reintroduce the Tennis Network and uh, MLB if they're going to raise it to $73. They can't keep taking things away, which is – this is insane that that two major channels have left in the past couple of years and uh, and – and we are, and we're, and we're, and we're paying the brunt of the costs by not even having them. Now, I think uh, Google's also defense would come uh, with. The, they said they just got the NFL Sunday Ticket franchise, and that's still going to cost money. On the same, the same analyst on CNBC on Squawk Box this morning said that uh, he's like, yeah, they also got NFL Sunday Ticket, and that's going to be a big advantage for uh, for users. But you still have to pay money for that. That's still going to be you know, 120 bucks just to, just to watch out of market games or to watch all the football games. They are going to pay an average of 2 billion a year just for the Sunday ticket franchise. Apparently they also tested free ad supported streaming channels on YouTube on yet on YouTube proper. Now the thing is, a rise in price is uh, is you know is to be expected, and that was, sorry sorry that story was from the Wall Street Journal written by Denny Jacob, uh, but now it, you know does that is that something that's going to to be the norm? I mean we've seen Netflix go from you know seven to ten to fifteen to now twenty dollars. And we've seen Disney Plus raise its prices, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Apple TV Plus is probably going to raise its prices at some point. I would, I would, I would bet money that in the next year it'll go up by at least two dollars, uh, by max two dollars, minimum one, because I think Apple Music went up by one. It's, and then Hulu has gone up in, in price too. Uh, who else? Amazon Prime has changed. Prime Video has gone up because of Prime. I think at one point, and Max HBO Max has gone up, and Paramount Plus has done some rejiggering, and and Peacock's gotten rid of the free the free streaming. Uh, I it it's 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 not fascinating. It's business. Disney Plus users paid up when the price rose, according to Robbie Whelan at the Wall Street Journal, and it's it's a real gamble depending on. How how your product is? Do are people going to want to pay to continue watching? The only reason, you know, even if it's for something as small as, um, all right, this month Netflix has Stranger Things. Next month they've got uh, uh, a movie with, you know, Ali Ali Wong. I want to see, you know, like just like just things that will keep people hooked. Because some people they 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 pick up something and they drop it. They like for like for me, I uh, twice a year I get Spotify because they offer three months for ten dollars at the top of the year and at the bottom of the year. And I go, all right, great, I'll get I'll get it at those points, and I'll have six months to 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 change that algorithm for me. <laughs> so Disney Plus, when the price rose. It barely blinked at a 38% price increase that the company uh, imposed. Uh, subscribers barely blinked at that 38% price increase. 
They started at what six ninety nine, and now it's ten ninety nine. Disney declined to comment on uh, Atena's numbers. Excuse me. About ninety four percent of subscribers to the old ad free Disney Plus service stayed with the product at a higher price point and swallowed the three dollar a month increase, according to subscription analytics firm Antenna. Disney declined to comment, but the data suggested. The company has some headroom to raise the streaming price beyond the current level of ten ninety nine a month. I didn't know it was ten ninety nine a month. Have I just been letting this thing go? I thought it was still like eight dollars or something. Oh Jesus! Well, I have the bundle, so I think the bundle's like twenty. And then at some point, they're going to want to see. Uh, I think Iger has said that they want to sell off Hulu assets. Uh, that analyst I saw on CNBC this morning on Squawk Box, he also he also mentioned that, and he said that the original idea for Hulu uh, was for a place to have all the stuff that Disney and and uh, NBC and and all these other networks had. But now that they all have their own places, it doesn't make sense for them to continue to support that because it's a loss leader because of Hulu with live TV mostly, not even a leader. I do think YouTube TV is a better product, though. I would have Hulu with live TV, um, but it is very convoluted. But the more competition, the better, I, I think, when it comes to anything. You can't just have... Like, if everybody had an iPhone, it would there'd be no reason for them to innovate. And they're not innovating, but whatever. The antenna data also showed that Disney Plus ad-supported product grew faster in the first three months than uh, Netflix did. Who's going to Disney Plus and going, I want to watch ads? The the uh, ad version of Disney Plus costs $8 a month. Ad-supported versions of Disney Plus accounted for 20% of new signups in December, 27% in January, and 36% in February. Netflix, with ads, accounted for 9% of new signups in November, 15% in December, and 19% in January. That product costs $7 per month. And then HBO Max's with ads represented 14% of new subs in January 2021, 16 in July, and 21 in August. That's at $10 per month. So what, what it comes down to is who what do you have to offer in terms of uh, a benefit for, for the audience for your streaming product, and why would they want to stay with you? Like, what is the point for? Like, I get for me, I guess for Disney Plus, it'd be like it'd be watching The Simpsons. If The Simpsons was not on Disney Plus and it was on Hulu, still, there's a very strong chance I would not have Disney Plus at this point in time. I wouldn't know the majesty of The Mandalorian or Bluey. Actually, would I watch Bluey? Yeah, I'd probably still watch Bluey. I, there's no, because I have YouTube TV, there's no doubt in my mind I'd still watch Bluey. I love Bluey so much. It's so funny. YouTube TV, what what will it take for, it's like at, at some point we're going to see a drop off because it's, I, the joke is that it's getting up there. Like you, you quit, you quit cable to not pay so much for, uh, uh, for streaming, but I have a friend who I split YouTube TV with. Please don't tell Google, but she texted. She te- we, we texted about the the uh, the price increase, which is now going to take us 
up to uh to the higher higher echelon but uh with the split we just split it <laughs> better but now she told me that our our mutual friend pays $180 for cable $180 and she lives in a home what are you doing and nova and i we love cable we love youtube tv which is the streaming cable and uh, if you're watching the video nova is up here <laughs> thank you baby and we love we love the youtube tv product um but at some point it's gonna it's going to have to change and innovate and actually add to the subscription because 73 dollars per month taking away channels and hiding gate gatekeeping you know 4k and offline viewing behind other like inside hey stop it Inside subscriptions is just a cruel thing. And, and I'll say the same thing for Netflix. 4K should not be behind a $20 paywall. Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, Paramount, they all offer, even though Paramount's is kind of wonky, they all offer 4K and uh, sometimes Peacock. Sometimes. it's really. I think it's dependent on the project. Because uh, they all offer 4K on their on their main thing. But for Peacock, I had to, in order to watch Poker Face, I had to use the LG TV app because, ma'am, you have you have 11 minutes till you eat. I had to use the, YouTube, uh, the LG TV app because uh, the HDR on the Chromecast with Google TV was not good, even though it's good for other stuff, but not for the Peacock TV app. Anyway... All right, that being said, whatever. Okay, we're done here. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where I talk to your favorite comedians, and I give them interviews. You know, I just did India De Beaufort uh, from Night Court and Stephanie Weir from Mad TV and Night Court. Uh, hopefully, we have some more lined up soon. I got the emails, and I will badger those people until I get my interviews. <laughs> you can follow. Uh, if you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com cpluscomedy, where you can see video versions of the other podcasts like late night lately the late late night night show show which is the late night show podcast where i talk about what happened in the week of late night as well as linkedin logs where i try to become the number one linked influencer as well as now the number one only fan which i forgot about <laughs> when i recorded today <laughs> so that those two things and uh what else you can also see stop she's eating the food that's right there on this this, if you watch the video, this, I have snacks because my kitchen is, is uh, small. I have snacks over here in the dining room on a wire rack. And she's, she likes to – and it's on three tiers, except for the baking stuff is on the second tier. But everything else is on is on three tiers, and she's eating. She likes to eat that and pretend she's the hungriest cat in the world. And then she likes to go over to the, the rain jacket that's hanging on the coat closet door, and she wants to eat that as well. Pretend she's the hungriest thing in the world, but this morning she refused to eat her uh, fish and uh, sardines. <sighs> Ridiculous. These cats. These cats are getting to me. Anyway, YouTube.com slash people's comedy. See all that stuff. Plus News Time, which is the premiere news show, uh, which is I have episode ideas. I just have not done it yet. Uh, yeah. Premiere. It's like the Daily Show, except way less funny. Uh uh, subscribe to all of those uh, the podcasts wherever you get your podcasts 
Social media, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at C Plus Comedy, me at Chad Black White. Tell your friends, this is great. Everybody's fans of everything. All right, we're going to do the outro to the show. Did I do the real intro? Did I do the right intro to the show? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Bye.